0: Bill Simmons hosts the most downloaded sports podcast of all time with a rotating crew of celebrities, athletes, media staples, and a slew of other friends and family members who always happen to be available. Check out the Bill Simmons podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with $25,000 when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com.
2: Wi-Fi is life, Literally, Wi-Fi is my life. Wi-Fi is life. Hi everyone, welcome to Writers' House on Ringer FC. Hope you are all safe and well. Today, we're going to talk about the Women's Super League opening weekend, England's game against Andorra, a little bit about my Ted Lasso cameo, and finally, we'll go through your suggestions for naming my variant. And my guest is Ryan Han and Flo Lloyd Hughes. How are you doing, guys?
0: Yeah, I'm all right.
2: What's been happening?
0: Monday morning, feeling a bit croaky. A long weekend yeah. of women's football, three games in three days. I loved it. But uh, yeah, I loved it. It wouldn't change for the world. And I'm happy to mm. be tired. I think being tired is a blessing when you are enjoying life, enjoying the job you do, getting to watch brilliant mm-hmm. football. Then I embrace yeah. the
2: tiredness. I do feel that. I, I do feel that blessing. Right. How are you doing, bro?
3: Yeah, all right. Thanks. I was thinking, I, I feel the same. Very, very lucky to, uh, you know, our jobs are to cover football. But I also had a little moment Sunday afternoon where I was watching Arsenal, Chelsea mm. and the Grand Prix at the same time. And wow. I thought, wow. It's lovely, isn't it? I, thought, I really like men's international breaks.
2: <laughs> it's not bad, it's, is it? It's quite peaceful.
3: Hmm.
2: You know, I could, could do with an extra week. Oh my god! I was just talking quickly to somebody yesterday because, like, you know, because Arsene Wenger, <laughs> Arsene Wenger, when we were, um, when we when he was playing, he was saying too many games, too many this and that. Now mm. he's gonna try and change the World Cup to every two hey, years, listen, man. And then we had this conversation yesterday in the lift. Everyone was saying, "Well, how will it work? How? When, what about the Euros? What's going on?" It's just like, ah, it's man, chaos.
3: the Bastion of like employee loyalty. Mm. It's like, these guys are paying my wages. Let's do welcome every two that's years.
0: What, that's what happens when you start, when you start working in HR, like Arson has, then you can do whatever you want when you're the man in charge. And then the thing
2: is, and so then all of a sudden, Arson's sitting you've in changed. there with things like, oh, what can I do today? Yeah. Hey, let me t- let me every L- two years. Let's fuck around with the offside <laughs> rule. <Let's> f- <laughs> <laughs> but with the with the women's, are we are we going into the women's? I was say, before we go on the right on yeah, the on, 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 on the women's
3: stuff. People were really annoyed that we didn't talk about Ted Lasso last week because apparently you were oh on it. Oh my
2: god, yes, I know, but like, yeah. I, I, I I didn't give think the people Seema, what
3: they want. I, that's all it
2: is. I'm an actor. <laughs> um, I didn't think I wanted more from Seema. I, I felt I didn't. I wanted more from her. Now, to be honest, it was, Did you go in told- there, sorry,
3: did you go right in there being like, so what is our motivation here? Is there like, honestly, what's that story? Anything <laughs> I do,
2: right, anything <laughs> I do where I've got to do that kind of cameo, I always go in as an actor. And like, the thing about it is, is that it's so intimidating because, because you go there and all the guys, all the guys there are just crazy football people. They love football. Everybody loves football. So it, honestly, there must have been, 40, 40 people uh, behind the camera there just for my stuff. And there was a bit with, with the Tottenham bit where I had to do where the, the the screen, the guy who'd done the script, (laughs) he kind of wrote something in where I was saying something quite jovial and (laughs) about Spurs. And I said, Whoa, script writer. I said, I can't say this. Even I can't say this even in Ted Lasso world, bro. I can't, I won't get away with this. Um, so it had to be. I don't so know how they do it in Hollywood,
0: but in my, in yeah. my said, world, we man. don't do
2: this. I said, "What world is this?" Ian Wright, kind of like loving Tottenham in a football arena kind of vibe. I said, "It's it, it probably it, that won't work like that." So I probably changed it around, and then we kind of we kind of done it how I did it. But it was we've done it a few times, but it was really intimidating, and you feel a little bit, um, you feel quite self conscious, and you think, "Oh God." These people expecting me to be really good at this, and I'm just gonna so I'm gonna just continue to make jokes and not stop talking so I can hide my nervousness.
3: I imagine that you didn't go full method. And well, to be honest, I did. I yeah. actually yeah, You still well, in it. Well, well Ryan, <laughs> now that you've <laughs> mentioned it, now that you've
2: mentioned it, as soon as you mentioned Ted Lasso, because for about a week I was methoding, you know what I mean? <laughs> I was methoding in the house. I had got my girls and my wife to talk to me like they were pundits as well, so as I could stay in pundit mode. No, it was like, um, it was nervous, right? Because like you, I'm on there doing what I'm doing, Flo, but I'm actually nervous about what I'm doing. It's something that I do every week.
0: (laughs) But it is hard. I find like, I find it's always easier when I do anything for it not to be scripted. Like I, Mm. you know, I, I sometimes write intros or the weekend when I was doing radio Mm. stuff, I write intros and I actually find it easier just to ad lib everything. I actually find it harder when you've got to look at a piece, that you've got to read it out. I actually stumble. Even if I've written it myself, I I much prefer just to like organically come out Whatever. When you look through the
2: script and I see some of the dialogue that some people have and then they've got to remember that and they've got to put that across. And then sometimes they're not allowed to change the script. I think, how can you do that much? It's amazing. I'm honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm in awe of actors. I really, really am a tough, (laughs) tough job. You know what I mean? But that, you know what? The, the messages I got from the Ted Lasso, people seeing like, seeing Ted Lasso was, it's unbelievable. And I'm quite pleased about it because I'm not joking. In the other universe, that's how football would be. It's so wonderful and beautiful and you get a manager that's so earthly and beautiful and wonderful and so just like joyous. And just need more that- managers with mustaches. That's the-, the quota that's is below the- right now. I continue to tell people, you just have to watch Ted Lasso. When I started watching it, Because, you know, the action in football shows are so hard to replicate, so hard. You cannot replicate a football match um, in film. It just can't Um, happen. It has to be Right,
0: Eve, you never watched Dream Team. Come on, that's exceptional television. I know,
2: I know. Honestly, you know, when you watch it, it's it's really hard, but the the storylines are great. And just quickly, while we're talking about football matches that are not real, football matches that are not real, watch the UNICEF one, which is fantastic because they raised Untold amount of money, but I literally cannot get over <laughs> how serious some of these guys are. You know, there's a lot of egos. There's
0: a lot of egos out honestly, there. Honestly, honestly,
3: like I get it though, right? So a few. Do you remember when the riots happened in London and England were supposed to play the Netherlands at Wembley and got postponed? And England were launching like their new. It was when final year of Umbro. They had that navy away shirt with like the lighter mm. blue shorts lighter blue yes, yes I had a friend of mine shout out to Steve Campbell he was at Umbro at the time and he they did like a kind of a weird media day and this was before I even did any football stuff I just knew mm. knew Steve I used to Steve knew I played football and stuff and uh he was like fancy a game of football in London next like on Wednesday or Thursday or whatever and I was just like oh yeah cool that's cool I, I'll come down see my dad like where and he was just like Wembley I was like what the fuck <laughs> and it was two teams one of we wore the England kit and another Team was just wearing a normal kit, uh, and we basically played a game at Wembley. Mm. And I was just like, "This is going to be really fun." Apart from when you get out there and everyone's just like, "I'm going to score a hat trick!" Yeah. <laughs> and and I was playing centre midfield, and I just remember like thinking, "Oh, actually, this isn't that fun." <laughs> it's just, it's fun, obviously. To my dad came, for example, right, and yeah. there was one moment where I actually like uh, played the ball out wide, and then I I sprinted to get into the box. Someone crossed it in, and I was kind of like reaching for it. Right, six, seven yards out, got a toe on it and it went wide. And I was laying on the floor in the six yard box at Wembley, empty. And all I could hear was my dad. Screaming. (laughs) Be like, what (laughs) the... I am like, oh no, it was like echoing around an empty Wembley Stadium. I was just like, this should be one of the best days of my life, Brian, but right now this fucking on. sucks.
0: switch yeah. on. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Absolutely oh my God.
3: Sucks. Anyway, we won yeah. 6-3 and some people were very, very happy because they scored a hat-trick or something. You know like
2: something, this. it's watching the unison and like I say, it's, it's, it's a great occasion, especially the kids. You can hear that continuous screaming. They love it. They're seeing the YouTubers, they're seeing influencers, they're seeing pop stars and that. Then you're seeing people who are really taking it serious. I tell you what as well, Ryan, you, 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 you get in those headlights because what happens is, is that the noise you go out and all of a sudden there's a noise, you're on the pitch and it's happening. This is what, this is what I'd love, like that, that, that normal guy or, or girl to, or players to see is to when they're going out into that kind of arena, what that feels like. It's very easy when you're sitting there, whether you're at home or in the, and hammer people, but when you're on there, it becomes real very, very
3: quickly dude I remember like, like just doing the Wembley thing and there was no one there you know I played 11 a side football but I walked on the pitch and I was just like this place mm. is yeah. fucking huge this pitch mm. is mm. huge for mm. being honest wasn't in the best nick
0: <laughs> <laughs> not, not your best not in your best form no just
3: the
2: pitch oh man my, I was,
0: how, long, how long was
2: you
3: on the pitch Ryan before you went this is actually pitch I think is I played 70 cool. minutes I was just like a bit, a bit bobbly this guy <laughs> Is there, they're going to do a you know when they get the groundsman come out at halftime? Yeah. Half do, do something, something because this isn't near my standard. But it's holding up a bit. It needs a bit of watering. <laughs> I'm
1: just like, it's not quick enough. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by State Farm.
3: Yes, the
2: Emirates, the carpet. The Emirates grass oh is lost. You know what it was such a nice atmosphere. It was a like I say, I love the atmosphere of the ladies' game, the women's game. The atmosphere is brilliant. It was a really good game because Chelsea obviously didn't start with like Sam Kerr didn't start, you know, and, and Frank Kirby didn't start, and that. But like, they look they look really good. But Arsenal, have, I really liked how Arsenal played. They played really well.
3: It's always really weird when you have the opening. So obviously for. For those who didn't catch it, it was the opening weekend of the Women's Mm -hmm. Super League this weekend. Uh, Arsenal-Chelsea on the opening day, well, the opening weekend at the Emirates Stadium. I always find it super weird when seasons start with like a massive game.
0: Yeah, it's weird. I agree with you. It, you need easing in, yeah.
3: Especially like, you know, you've got Sam Kerr coming off the summer of vibes. Mm. People are coming back at various levels of fitness.
0: People have different priorities in their summer holidays. She had a very distinct one and we respect her she, for it.
3: <laughs> she did. And do you know what? Like, as much as I love Sam Kerr, when she came on in the second half, I was just like, you've had a fun summer. Yeah,
0: you've had a fun summer. <laughs> you've had a summer of love. Uh, I know what you mean as well, Ryan. And, and I think it's especially difficult in the Women's Super League because there's only 12 teams. So, for people that Mm. don't know, like there's only twelve teams, so there's not a lot of opportunities to make up ground if you drop points against your title rivals. So, to start Mm. the week, start the season, having to play one of your biggest rivals is is a big one. And I think Arsenal have fantastic preseason, been playing Champions League qualifiers, and they look Mm. like a team that had been doing that. Chelsea looked mm. a little bit leggy and looked a little bit out of sorts and they looked like a team that hadn't had mm. a, ma- a great preseason. So it kind of matched up yeah. in, in those terms, but Chelsea still had enough elite players Thought well, Aaron Cuthbert yeah. had a brilliant game. Penelah Harder yeah, was, yes. was good to kind of still mm. get themselves into it enough to challenge. Yeah. But Arsenal were yeah. just, you know, they just looked so comfortable. They looked like they've been playing together for to- a while.
2: Yeah. He got the tactics right with him, especially when it tired a bit, when they tired, I, mm. I, I heard him saying, because what he'd done, he forced Chelsea out to the wings, didn't let them come down, come down the middle. Um, and I, and M- MRAs, I know that like the goals, we've got to talk about the goals. Viv's, Viv's goal was fantastic, but. So good. I think, I, I think that Beth Mead's goal, the left foot goal was so, it was, it was unbelievable because I'm thinking, oh no, she's missed the opportunity. When Viv came off, dropped in there and put it through, I thought, wow. She's showing him a clean pair. But like when she got through, I thought, okay, now let's slow her down. And I didn't think that Beth was going to get that onto her and smack it as, powerfully and as clinically as that
0: she was saying you after know, the game right? did you see that uh, yeah. Chelsea goalie Anne Berger said to her I didn't know you had a left foot
2: <laughs> <laughs> see that's the thing again so the goalkeeper in her mind then yeah, she's and these, waiting these for are her to switch it are, right she's waiting for her to think right she's not so this is how it would be it's like yeah. she said okay she's going on to her left foot she hasn't got left foot so, Goal." Yeah. yeah, that
3: is how it works well, I thought all the goals were really good I thought the Chelsea yeah. equaliser well, obviously Bivs oh. one was amazing because oh. she kind of who, who was she going up against? Jess Carl- Carter. that was car car yeah. Who again Carter. playing out of yeah she, she she's
0: pl- they she was playing out of position in a in a back 3 which she, she's never done before but most of last season she was filling in at kind of right wing back so she mm-hmm. i thought they all looked so, uncomfortable back there because they didn't really play in a back 3 yeah so exactly i think that kind of showed but the way viv managed to move her positioning because it, the same sort of thing as, as Mead, like you, Viv's got a lot of work to do there. She's got a lot of work mm. to do to finish that, and she manages to find mm-hmm. the space and then get it between her legs and get it in that yeah. near post. So good, especially
3: against a keeper vi- like Berger, yeah. who is one of She's the best, if not the best. best, in the league. So Viv's
2: movement was fantastic in that mm. game. Her movement was really good, and it's great to. It's funny because then you could see you could see a proper angle. You could see what Arsenal were doing, and they and some of the times, Flo, when you watch it, right? is that they didn't quite get to them quick enough and they got through Arsenal's midfield mm. really easy. And even the goal, what Aaron scored, Aaron Cuthbert scored, Chelsea, the way they, they kept that ball moot, they kept the ball alive in the box. But what you saw more than anything is forwards in a defensive area. Because when you looked at Viv and you looked at Beth and the space that Aaron Cuthbert was in, they've got to get tighter to people. They've got to be more aware of what's going on because Beth, literally, as soon as the ball went out of the box, Beth just ran out of the box and left Erin Cuthbert there. And she, the finish was just brilliant. I'm thinking that was too easy. It's too easy for how, way, how well they played up to that point.
3: It's really bizarre, isn't it? That no matter what level of football or what, like whether you're playing Men's Champions League, mm. uh, Women's Champions League, Women's Euros, or Sunday League with your mates, how all forward players just do not have a radar for danger in defensive setting. No. They just don't. You know, I used to be actually scared, thing. right? I
2: used to be actually scared with any kind of defensive responsibility. You know what I mean? That's why they wouldn't want me there. Tony Adams would literally send me away. If (laughs) I come
3: away.
2: (laughs) You know what? When me and George Graham used to have arguments, he used to in the wall, he used to put me in the wall on purpose in training. I used to have to be the blocker.
1: Right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I hated it. So on a daily basis in training, I'd be getting the ball fired into my balls, into my face, into my chest. And I know that George Graham was doing it because I was too, I was like giving him too much mouth. So I ended up being a blocker for for, for a long time. And it's like, oh my God, this man's just getting me back. But the thing, the point I was trying to make was, it's, it's evident that when you're watching the, the space, the, all of a sudden I'm watching the game, I say, wow, there's too much space there, what's happening? And if you switch off against, you will be punished. I think as well, it's, it's
0: hard on a bigger pitch. Obviously they don't normally play at the Emirates and, Meadow Park mm. and Kings Meadow are both really tight, smaller pitches. So it was, there yeah. was just so much ground to cover for both teams. And yes. I think Chelsea, you could see that because they looked exhausted. Um, and when you're playing on a huge pitch like that, you're going to be tired. And I think Arsenal sort of last 15 minutes were just like backs against the wall, had about like mm. five centre-backs on it at one point by the end and it was just like, right, everyone mm. just try and keep the ball out of our box. I thought they defended well. I think, I mean, mm. we've got to talk about the fact that Beth Mead's second goal was offside.
2: It was. Yeah. And and you can understand that, you, you, you can understand that Emma Hayes would be disappointed with that flow and, and, and VAR and all that's got to come. But I was going to say to you as well, Flo, there's, surely there's as much as that is needed, and it will come, there's 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 more important things to be worrying about right now for me. I
0: think you know, I think it, the first thing to do is just get the officiating better and get it up to a point mm-hmm. that would then be VAR would be the next level up. It's like we haven't yeah. even got to the point where VAR is a level up. Just consistent good refereeing yeah. would be a level up, and I think that's yeah. that's probably a more pressing conversation. I completely agree with Hayes yeah. in, in the sense that you know the product deserves VAR and the product does get VAR. We've seen VAR in in other women's competitions. So it's not like no women's football has VAR, but I also just think there's a general, you know, officiating needs to be better across the board, VAR or not, like, the, the refereeing is not good enough. It's not consistent enough. Um, referees aren't yet full time. They're only from this season. There's going to be more full time referees. The PGMOL I think have yeah. announced like a new program Perfect. which will support a, more slowly, slowly, slowly. But that's all you need. That's the,
2: yeah, slowly, slowly, just so as we could get there. Because as much as you you, you have to sympathize with them at some stage it's going to happen but I'd like to see the game grow like you say in those increments
0: because also VAR still requires competent referees mm. to use yeah. it right yeah. so there's we no point that. in getting VAR if you don't have referees up mm. to a standard in order to be able to use VAR the right way mm. so and the Premier
2: League we've seen what, the, what a balls what a shit show they made of it last season hopefully it'll be better this season but like you say rightly yeah it's just because you've got VAR it doesn't mean that that's going to solve everything but that that was offside, but I did she did
3: take the goal pretty well. Yeah, very yeah, 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 totally. On on the refereeing thing though, isn't um Bibi Steinhaus Webb has joined the PGMOL to kind of oversee refereeing. Yeah. She joined this season.
0: Yeah. Who's,
3: mm. she's for those who don't know, Bibi Steinhaus, now Bibi Steinhaus Webb, was um first woman to officiate a Bundesliga game and a very, very legendary German ref. And he's now married to
0: Howard Webb. What a duo. Little, uh, it?
3: What a duo. Wow. Ex-cop refereeing powerhouse, because <laughs> Bibby he's was just an ex-cop. Cool well. Oh, just oh like... my
2: gosh. That's a power couple, man. Because yeah. Howard, Howard Webb's got a... a he, he look, he's such a lovely bloke. Have you met him? Have you met him? You met him, Flo? No, never. Wonderful guy. Wonderful guy. Wonderful guy. We've done a lot of women when we was doing some of the um, the Premier League stuff. He's really cool. And he's got, he's got the look where you can look... You know when you look at someone and said, yeah, he's a policeman, or he's been yeah, a policeman? Yeah, he, he, he does see looks, that
0: vibe. Like, do, you think, really do they have any kids
3: authoritative vibe
0: because it must be really hard being the kid of two referees can you imagine
3: two ex-police referees imagine the
0: rules imagine the rules in that the household do <laughs> you imagine can you imagine this, you know the wow. star chart can you remember the star chart in order to get a treat you'd have to get like 30 yeah. stars even to just get like Pokemon card. <laughs> it'd be ridiculous
3: do you reckon if can they have imagine? like multiple kids and they're fighting over something they just do like they just drop it like a drop ball. <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's
0: They've got CCTV the in their house that, so they can just they be can, VAR yeah, for any fight.
2: Yeah. The fun they could have is sending their kids off. Off. Yeah. Off, off to off. bed. You're off. Yeah. off. Can, can you, do you think they'd have yellow and red cards in their I house for so. like behaviour? You've got to. Yeah.
3: Put your shirt on otherwise I'm going to book <laughs> you. Yeah. That
0: kind of Get dressed.
3: <laughs> Before we move on from Arsenal-Chelsea, obviously, a massive, massive win for Arsenal and oh, one God, that yeah. they had to, like Flo was saying with the kind of yeah, Arsenal looking games. like they've played played a little bit more. Mm. Chelsea kind of coming back to full fitness. Arsenal, haven't, mm. I think they've only they've lost five of the last six before this mm. against City or they had Chelsea. Beaten, they haven't beaten Chelsea at home it? since
0: 2014. 2014 2013 yeah. in the league, twenty fourteen in the cup. So it's actually huge, a huge result.
2: I know Emma Hayes was saying. Um, Emma Hayes was saying that um, you know, yes, because of Arsenal's earlier start with the Champions League, she feels that they're going to maybe run out of steam later on. So. Hopefully fighting they'll be able talk. to. That's to cycle I mean, That's talk. Talk.
0: that's, that's right. That's well, I have to say as that's well, t- actually, you know, from like mm. an Arsenal point of view, obviously you guys are uh, big Arsenal fans. Um, Jonas mm. Edeval, new Arsenal manager, it seems like a great did you see guy. His, did you see yeah, and you know Rams what? what? I, <laughs> I interviewed Kate McCabe and Anna Patton last week and they both said to me, he is big on celebrations. Like out in Moscow. Is he? for, one, for their, one of their qualifier games, mm. he was going mental and they were like cruising right. to victory. So I was I expecting that. big things and a knee slide, mm. a knee slide yeah. in your opening league win <laughs> is huge. That's like FA Cup yes, final stuff. stuff. That is huge. Right.
3: And also in shorts.
0: It, yeah, in interesting shorts, look. Man, yeah. Interesting look.
2: I was getting some, um, I was getting stick just before we got, I was getting stick because I said about Steph Houghton's fantastic free kick, right? Yes, I'll give it to her. And I just said, well, maybe the could have jumped. We know, they'd know about Steph Houghton, you know, and like people saying, uh, it went around the side of the wall, actually. It didn't go around the side of the wall. It went over the wall. It was a fantastic free kick. And then people came for me for that. And then, unfortunately, what I've learned again, is that you get, the misogynistic pigs who they start hammering the women's game. Oh. yeah,
0: and every, and any, anyone what you know on Sky on BBC, I was working yeah. for Talksport. Like that's what we said yeah. on comms because you're analysing football, and in any football you're match, you would say the wall didn't jump. Doesn't regard it's regardless of the gender of the players, the wall didn't jump. <laughs> for women's football this whole season and why it's such a big deal and why Alex Greenwood, who's a player for City in England, is so excited, is because people want to be criticized. The players want to be criticized. They want good analysis. Mm. They want giant Mm. iPad screens that you can fiddle around with and draw things on and Mm. show replays. They want people to say that the wall didn't jump. That was bad defending. Mm. And if you can't if we can't do that, then what's the point? Because it's never you know we're never gonna get any progress. Because it's not cha- this is not a charity. Women's football is not yeah. a charity. It's a exactly. it's a product. It's a sport. It's entertainment, and it should be treated as such.
3: And it's got to grow. It's got to grow. I remember reading a really good piece by Sophie Lawson about the toxic positivity around women's totally. football. Totally brilliant piece. Brilliant writer. Really and good. Sophie, yeah, Sophie Lawson is like one of the the dons. Mm-hmm. Like no one wants to be patronized, and I think no. the thing is is that these are professional footballers. They want to be critiqued in the same way. But the problem is that people don't critique. The action, they critique.
0: The whole context. The whole product yeah. and the culture.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Um. Someone I also want to shout out, righty, because I know you enjoyed her performance mm. on Friday night was Ella Toon. Um, yes, She man. was really Jesus. good on Friday night. You know what night. was really
2: cool? i done an interview with The Telegraph, like, and Ella Toon was one of the people, because when I watched her last season, the play of the season, she was unbelievable. She's ready, man. Yeah, she's, she's got good.
0: A t- she's going to have a big season because United United lost a lot of their most important players going forward. Press, Heath, obviously Lauren James, yeah. who was such yeah. a baller for them and and had a, a difficult season for injuries and is still not yet fit to play for Chelsea. But once she's up to speed, she'll be really good. So there's not a lot of pressure on Ella, on Ella too. But mm. I was intrigued by the positioning on, on Friday night. Yeah. She was playing in a deepest or false nine role. and And at first I thought... She's gonna struggle. She's very isolated. She's not getting a lot of the mm. ball. But as soon as players started making runs beyond her, and she yeah, just had those two assists, perfect passes, on a batier as well, scored United's second goal. People need to l- watch her this season. She was fantastic mm. last season. Unbelievable Spanish left back. And she's gonna have a big season mm. as well. So that's
2: was- Khadija Shaw as well. Yeah. Khadija Shaw scored her. She yeah. scored. Beautiful. That's, okay. that's a
3: really like I think there's been a lot of unease around Man United through the summer I think with mm. the departures and obviously the kind of stuff that's come out about how seriously the club are taking the women's side and mm. the facilities from last season and obviously losing Casey Stoney who was like yeah. a bit of she'd already kind of she'd already turned into like a bit of a, a cult yeah, like and she's Casey a warrior Sturney, as well. I, mean, I think you need yeah, for sure. so
0: still, unfortunately, still in the women's game, you need individual managers who are willing to fight for you. Emma yeah, Hayes, one, yeah. of yeah. Sturney, one of those people. Casey Stoney, one of those people. Carl yeah. Ward, Aston Villa van- manager, one of my favourite managers in the women's yeah. game, one of those people because we don't know the absolute nonsense, and it is nonsense that happens behind the scenes. And Carla yeah. Ward had to part yes. up with, with Birmingham. They ended up doing like almost like a collective protest. Because of it, Casey Stoney was always battling it at United. So it's it's a battle for these managers. They've got to manage a football team and also like fight for equal rights. It's it's a yeah. lot.
3: Yeah. They just want to play football yeah. and get on with their job Literally. and be given the tools to do their job. And can I just give a quick shout out to Vicky Lasada who scored a, a oh, lovely goal man. for Man City? Beautiful goal.
0: You were talking about not defending the space. I mean, Vicky Lasada oh had gosh. about ten years she to finish that. She had about ten years. I
3: think this is what I th- found really encouraging about Viv Miedema's performance on the weekend was that like she's struggled she's tended to struggle a little bit in the more high profile games and I think people have been have used that as like a bit of a a, kind of like a stick yeah they've got to find find something to criticise her but the thing is the level when she when you play Manchester City Chelsea Mm. you go into the Champions League and you play those teams from like a couple of years ago after they won the league Mm. it's like those players know how much you can hurt them. And yeah. therefore their whole objective will just be like, shut, shut me to Mark down. Yeah. There's been some games where she's had, literally she's been kind of like double marked.
0: And yesterday for the first 10 minutes, Millie Bright was mm. just like on her, just like Honor, on her. Yeah. On her Honor, just like whole, rational, yeah. I
3: think that that's what I thought was really encouraging about this weekend. And the way that she linked up with Iwabuchi as well. I thought yeah. actually Iwabuchi in the, in the Arsenal Chelsea game was so fun. Like, I'm mm-hmm. so hyped about that sign. What I
2: saw from Viv, just quickly before we move on, is um, her runs and her movement. We do need to get that purpose. When she's running out into those areas, we have to get more people in the box. We've got to get more people attacking like like Beth, like Nikita, Nikita Paris. They've got to make sure that, so as it doesn't, it's not wasted her just going out there. And not, so if you, if you negate her mm-hmm. and, and then we get, we get the ball into the areas where we're putting it in the box and there's, there's no one in there because then you're wasting her to, to not being in the box to maybe finish something like that and then you need people getting in there what I saw from Arsenal the other day especially like you mentioned with uh, Iwabucci, with Beth Mead you know she can continue Viv Medema, Nikita Paris is that we've got people who
3: will score yeah and you've got Caitlin so, Ford and Tobin here to come in exactly. as well
0: Oh, I'm so excited for yeah, Tobin Heath. Oh, I'm so excited. Tobin Heath,
3: man. Oh. Yeah. So Arsenal club shop better order more sevens.
0: I literally ordered. Yeah. I ordered one a few be. days ago. I can't <laughs> wait. I
3: can't wait. <laughs> I'm really hyped about the season. This season, same. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I love you know.
2: I, I love seeing them in the big stadiums. I ain't even gonna lie. I, I love seeing it. Did you see the game yesterday, guys? England. I did. I know it was Andorra and, you know, people say... um,
3: Uh, Aren't you supposed to say, with all due respect? (laughs) With all due respect. (laughs) Is that not the code?
2: (laughs) But what it is, is that, like Lee Dixon says, there's no easy game in international football. I I just don't like the term because it's never easy for a a while. Look at Andorra. Look how long it took us, you know, trying to break them down. They defended resolutely. They've done really well. It's not easy when you're playing and everybody's expecting you to hammer them of course they're going to get tired and then the quality should come through but it's never it's never easy but like i was i was really gutted for patrick Bamford.
3: oh yeah Did you see his face when the penalty happened and it cut yeah. to him yeah, on the bench yeah. he, he was, was just like typical like, <laughs> typical like, gut- <laughs> you know what
2: as a center <laughs> forward you know that's going to happen yeah. and i remember when when i when i got in like it, I, I read his interview and you know what what he done and it was really really brilliant because he's such a such a clever and astute guy, you know, he just thinks about what he says. He's so in tune with everything. And he says, honestly, the crispness of Harry Kane's finishing is something you cannot not notice mm. in training. That's what he'll take away from him. And I remember when I got into the England squad, first time it was, it was Lineker and Barnes and Waddle and all that. But Lineker's finishing, right, was it was just like, I said, he he doesn't miss. Mm. He doesn't miss. He doesn't miss the target. The goalie, goalkeeper had to make a save every time. And that's what he was saying. Same thing when I went with Shearer, watching Shearer and sharing him and Fowler and everybody. They don't miss. And so for him to watch that, have that week playing against Andorra and not being able to finish so as he can get that goal and cement it, because whatever happens, whatever, whatever people say, you're judged by the goals you score for England. You are judged by the goals you score for England because... People say, yeah, he didn't score. He hasn't scored yet. The amount of runs that that guy was making yesterday and not getting the ball, the amount of times he should have been given the ball, it just made me realize exactly what happened with me. It happens to you when you're the new guy. You're running about, they take you off like 70 minutes. Bam, the main guy comes on. And scores the goal.
3: To be honest, though, I think that his performance was. Really, I thought he played well. It wasn't one of those where he had like any howlers or anything. It's going to take a while to, to gel, and also that I don't think that this is the kind of personnel that will be around him when he plays. If he it plays was more kind games of it was English. kind of
0: a you know a very random group together, wasn't yeah. it? It was eleven changes, yeah, a lot of changes. So that's hard.
2: I hope that Gareth has seen enough, and that's what I said yesterday. I said. Probably seen enough. You know, a goal would have topped it off on his birthday. Maybe that's was why his I'm birthday? a little bit. Yeah, it was his birthday, Aww. him and Bakaya Sako's birthday. And so I'm just thinking, I would love for him to have just to finish that off. Guy's been through a lot of shit. And so when he got his chance right, I think it's maybe it's too close to me because we've done a little bit of stuff at MK Dons But I just wanted him to get that goal and just so it can cement him a little bit because he's gonna have to continue to score. In the, to get into that squad because you've got Tammy who's in Italy who looks like he's ready to roar and so he's gonna need to have the kind of season he had last, last season to continue to get into that squad and that's why I worry for him and goals do that even though it's a good time. He's had a slow
0: start to the season as well. I put him Mm. in my fancy league team. I think think he'll get, he'll get opportunities. He'll get opportunities, but it's just, it's just the rhythm. It's just the rhythm. You need to get in that Mm. rhythm. And if you're being called up as well to the England team, and you've had a start, slow start to the season, you're not in that, you're not in that nice sweet spot where everything is so easy. I mean, Mm. righty, you'll know this more than anyone, you know, that, that comfortableness where everything is just, falling into place and you don't yes. have to work so hard because you start chasing mm. it and you don't want to get mm. into that headspace where you're chasing. it. You
2: can be scoring goals. Like I, I'll i get called up for England and I'm scoring goals. You go to England, you don't get on the bench or you play a game, you don't score. And then That's you kind of go back and you're, you're, you're kind of a bit affected by the fact that oh, I didn't score. And you feel a little bit apprehensive about yourself. I I got a lot of negative, like, energy when I came back from England because I thought there was games when I was going into the games, I'd scored enough goals, I might get a chance this time, but you're on the bench. I kind of accepted that I'm probably going to be on the bench for England, but there's certain times where people weren't playing well and it was an opportunity where you could have maybe got a a starting berth. You didn't get it and it kind of deflates you a bit. So like you say, he started the season, he hasn't started the season on fire but then this will, it'll be like, oh God, I got taken off. I really wanted to score. With Gareth
3: Southgate, I think you've got a manager there who's just so...
2: He's clued up to what he's doing. He knows yeah, he's doing. And,
3: he's, and he's in tune with the kind of, I think, the, like the, emotional and the, the emotional side of playing football and being a footballer. And I think he'll be fine. You
2: never feel like it's done in, if you come off in this, that kind of circumstance. So I just hope that he can nick some goals and get himself going. You know, but on the other hand, Jude Bellingham in that game, it's almost too easy for him. He's just so good. He's just t- too good.
3: Do you know what I love about games like this? A little bit mischievous. A little bit of Ryler Wren comes out. When you start seeing games like this and you see people like going like, Oh, Jude Bellingham, eh? Uh but yeah. Only Andorra. This young man that. roughed up Severe in the Champions League. Exactly. And should have had a goal against Manchester City in the Champions League last season. And as someone who watches Jude Bellingham every single week. He does this to way better sides, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I've, I think I've, I think I've got, I think I've bored Wednesday. myself of how many times I've said he has passed mm. every single test that he's had.
2: He should play on Wednesday if we're if we're totally, yeah. if yeah. we're totally thinking, you know something, we're going to qualify, and he should be now starting to get that berth. Mm-hmm. Get him in there and let him do what he's done. Did you see that time when he blo- when he broke for, for the first goal? he done this unbelievable bit of skill. Gave it to Jesse, Jesse Bamlet, then we scored. He got. In the corner, he went down into that left corner. Three players on him. He just, he fell over, got up, done it, da nutmegged one, done that
0: slight, it was like... Ryan, did he do ballet at all when he was young? Because he's got that vibe of... I have
3: of, no idea. I know
0: some players who... Yeah, Rio did it, didn't Like, he? yeah, there's a lot. It, it can really, the balance is mm. ridiculous. And I wonder if he's one of those kids that did do that, because it really does show.
3: He's unbelievable, I think. Like, the thing is, he... Will have his moments because he's what? Is he eighteen now? He is eighteen. Mm. Yeah, he's eighteen
0: now. Who yeah.
3: doesn't have their moments at at that age? Especially when you're playing in midfield, like uh, Musa. This is the thing. I don't think people. I still think people underestimate how difficult it is to play centre midfield in a, a, an elite football team. Like Musa mm. described it, amazing. Once he was like, it's like directing air traffic control whilst also trying to land a plane.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, 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 totally. In the uh, Hoffenheim game the other day, like there was a couple of like ropey moments. We gave the ball away a little bit cheaply mm. or misplaced passes and stuff, but. He's just not phased. Like he's just not phased at all. And he's got mm. like future, we were saying like future Dortmund captain if he stays long enough. And actually I, th- I hope he does because it's a perfect place for him just out the way. Future England captain? I mean, he's in the conversation. <laughs> 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 we need to let Flo bounce.
0: i got to bounce.
3: Flo, I love
2: you, man.
0: I love you, righty. I'm
2: a, I'm, I can't wait to see you. It's, it's too, it's, it's, I need to see you. Like it's really weird. I've seen Musa and touching him. It was weird. <laughs> with his massively shiny beautiful dome head
0: I hope you gave it a nice little kiss and then a... <laughs>
2: yes cool, have a good week man
0: yeah you too guys
2: I'm going speak to you soon
3: Cheers, Flo. It's Flo That's a shame Flo couldn't stay for this bit Flo had a another another important gig. thing that she had to get to I know Flo's our people are so fucking so busy yeah man but um, before we get on to the final bit of the joke mm.
2: how was your week with Musa? You know, it was unbelievable experience with Moose this week because to be with him, and because because he's so he's he's a wacky, he's a a nutty professor kind of vibe about him. (laughs) And you know, even the way he will listen to
3: this,
2: (laughs) it's a nutty professor vibe. And it's everything, everything he says. People don't realize, you know, to 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 have Moose with a friend. Everything he says has got something about it, whether it's whether it's just ludicrously funny or it's just so fucking intelligent you know what i mean it's just like it's just and to be with him just like in the car for hours we were up and down to manchester you know at the pub you know the guinness you know all this it's just it was just nice to be to be that close and this is what i was saying i was really when when i say that you were missed it's not a case of oh right you were missed you were genuinely missed oh
3: mate don't i'm gonna make this old man cry and you had the FOMO. You, did you I get the big FOMO? I yeah. big FOMO, big FOMO, yeah. I think, it was FOMO the Man- I think it was the Manchester thing that kicked me the most because I was just like, oh, mm. shit. I would, have, yeah, I would have loved to have been there for it that.
2: Was, it was cool. And you know, you know what was really nice, right? We could, what we were doing and the amount of love
3: mm. that
2: we were getting. And, and sometimes, you know, this is why I say, I just I really try to not harp on the amount of negativity that you can encounter because the amount of love that we got because of the book and everything was going on with the book and all the people we met and you know, the people who came out to the signings people of classic football shirts, shout out to them guys. Mm. Um, you know, everybody was just wonderful and it's a world now of this football because we've got everybody involved now. It's not just like elite, like you can only listen to football on, on the main radio station or you can only watch it on um, match of the day or this and that. Everybody's so knowledgeable. Mm. About football, everybody's—you know—to see how much people love football and what it means to them, and the amount of people that are earning a living off of it and doing what they—it's—it's brilliant when you dip in there, when you dip into that world like that, and can't see those people who go to the museum at at classic football shirts and just see and speak to those people about their teams
3: and what—it's fucking really nice. It's really nice, empowering, man. That's that's the amazing thing I find that now because of the amount of data and info and yeah. amazing writing out there. People know more about football than yeah. they've ever known.
2: But this is why, right. In respects of the pundit game and where it's going and what you have to do, you have to bring more.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You it's more. No. But that's, can't I mean, be that's doing a this really lazy thing. I mean, we've talked about yeah. like diversity and stuff like that on the yeah. podcast a million times before, like on Stadio and on Writers House. People know our thoughts about things like that. We don't have to repeat mm. them, but like, that's what it does. You you raise the level when when, when love, it's yeah. it's more accessible to people and people know more about it. You know, education what, and accessibility just increases the quality yeah. of anything. You know, gotta give people more. Get people. And that is room.
2: what I I love that. I love that. Um, that's what me and Roscoe. That's what we do in respect to the research and what we're trying to do is to is to give more and then. Give insights because of where you've been.
3: Yeah, I mean that's that's an insight that you no one else could have done. That not that this is turning into like a career advice session or anything like that. But if there are anyone's listening, is like I know a lot about football, or i I'm, I'm think I'm pretty in tune with what's going on. I want to mm. do it. Like, go for it. Like, I think yep. I class myself as an example. Like, I got into it very very late uh, as a career, and uh, you know in my mm, early thirties, mm. and it was just something that I'd always consumed and played, but never worked on yeah it can be done like your voice is uh, just as valid as anyone else's who's yeah. working in it
2: and this is why people they come up to you and they talk stuff and they say stuff and they're speaking they, they apologize for speaking to you because they say oh you must talk football all the time the thing is you talk football all the time but when you're talking football to somebody who's genuinely interested he's not coming up to fucking yeah. hammer somebody people come over and they're genuinely interested in stuff and they speak to you conversation yes. Yeah. Like it's if, not a problem if, for me. If,
3: if I'm if I'm stood somewhere and someone comes over and be like, "Hey Ryan, like you know, do you not think that Arsenal just need to sign uh, Arsenal have never replaced Patrick Vieira or like something?" Like that, I'm like,
1: "Sign me off." Banal, if someone comes over,
3: question. if someone comes over and starts going, "Ryan, I want to ask you a question. What do you think of expected threat as an advanced metric?" I'd be like, <laughs> "Whoa, <laughs> let me get you a drink, and uh, <laughs> this is going to take a <laughs> while." I love that, right? Yeah, but uh, by the way, I, I I'm a big fan of it. That, like seeing people trying expected to navigate threat. expected threat. It's a really cool thing. Well, for example, you know when Moose is on Righty's house, the expected threat of hot takes it's, is through it's the roof. T- it's that you can't. Yeah. It, there isn't a metric. Oh that my can contain? Right. Yeah. I heard. He told me. Does Zlatan take? The Zlatan? He told hot you, take. you it. <laughs> <laughs> what did you I think? Cannot- it's, you know something, it's... It's not actually that hot, is it? No, it's...
2: <laughs> no, I do not. It's one of
3: those, it's, one of those that it's like, in, in, at the moment that he says it for the first time, it's so shocking that you never think that football will ever be the same again all your life. <laughs> and then after a while, you're kind of like, oh yeah, actually, yeah. It's, not, it's, not it's, it's Honestly,
2: yeah, yeah, but you have to go in because there's going to, when that does finally hit like a, like a volcano, When it does hit that hot take. It'll
3: never be released.
2: Will it never be revealed? We can't keep teasing people with it because when he told me it was a, it was a spit drink out moment. (laughs) What? And then you start to think. Yeah. And then you go, you know something, hang on. But that's the thing though. It's a
3: great hot take. But Musa does that though, because he says it, because he's very eloquent when he says stuff. He can say the most outrageous shit and you'll just be like,
2: huh. Okay. Let me think about it. Take my money. But you don't know if he's taking a piss.
3: Watch that, man. But that is a good, it's a good
2: octagon. Your co-author.
3: But anyway, big up the book.
2: It's out. Oh, you know something? Um, Again, you know, going into, oh my God, right. went into my old primary school, me and Musa. And because it's the old primary school where I was out of the class, where my teacher met me, and it's where my life changed, right, when I was seven. And you go back there, and I always go back to that bit, go back to the library where he used to teach me on, on when I used to get a one-on-one tuition from him and I was walking past him the other day when we was down there and there was a teacher in the room with just one student. And I think, Oh my God. I said, Moose, Moose, this was me. This was me. Look, the teacher with him there. And you know, they were asking questions. Right. And then they say like, so the little girl, I can't remember what she said, um, her name, but she, it's something to the she, hi, my name is such and such. And I'm from Ian Wright class. I was, I was like. Oh. What? massive lump in my throat I didn't, obviously didn't want to I swear to God I felt a rush of emotion and I nearly burst into tears Aww. Um, and so what happens in that situation right is that they are so, they're just like little sponges everything you say for someone to see you at their school whatever you're saying they will remember for the rest of their lives it's a pressure that I don't feel that pressure in, oh I'm going to say the wrong thing because I know I won't mm. but like when, she's, when she said that, it literally brought me back to being in the room with the teacher, kids teasing me because I, I couldn't read and write properly and I was on lower books than them. And then now I've got a, a classroom named after me. And you know what I mean? And there's uh, my classroom and there's Mr. Pigden's classrooms right next door. They've got Marcus Rashford's classroom. Wow. And, you know, it was like when, it, when she said it, she said it and it was, it rolled off her tongue, like yeah, Ian Wright classroom. I was like, that's amazing, man. I had to say to them, I'm going to just have to kind of like process. You got to ask Moose about that. I have to kind of process that a bit, you know, to have a classroom named after me with the, with the problems I had when I was coming through says you can literally do anything you want in this world. Anything you want to achieve, you can do it. So you have to get back in the moment of realizing you're speaking to, 8 and 9 year olds 8, and to, eight to 10 year olds mm. and their minds are ready to be That's sponges yes man and so speaking in that environment right you get some unbelievable energy yeah unbelievable
3: man. kids give you the truth man they give you they the, give truth. the truth no bullshit the truth. and yeah, they do you know what they will not yeah. let you rest they will not mm. let you get away with shit you can't half step no. with kids man you got they will pull you up on your bullshit yes that's the thing. I hope That's someone pulled Musa up on a three Champions League take. Some little like eight-year-old being like, "No, nah, actually, because like their expected goals per game was down." Like <laughs> while you were away, Musa mm. and I were talking on Stadio, right? And obviously, people know that you know they know of Rilo Ren. They oh, know the that Musa is yes. you know Musa, a Moussa, Moussa the conqueror, a a who conqueror is quite possibly the scariest variant. <laughs> that we that we possess <laughs> but after the adidas advert last week where Musa referred to you as obe and kenobi when i was
2: zen you <laughs> look yes. so
3: zen in that it's so good they have to release a little model of that of you and <laughs> <in> they're like <laughs> i just want one on my shelf a little I right saw model. It. so basically on stadio we said it can't be OBE and Kenobi, but even though it's great, but we, we the, the variants, they need to be a little bit more mischievous. Like Rylo mischievous. Ren is as Musa the Okwankara is terrifying. We hope that he never fully reveals himself on the podcast mm. because yes. it's like it Kang said, man. It's part. like, well, it's yeah. like, you know, he remains said, you know, you think I'm evil. Wait till you see my variant. And that is the deal <laughs> with Musa. It's true. So we had some what really ones good got? ones. There's some excellent ones. Um. So... Ali, DJ Jilla, shout out Ali. He's a good lad. Yo, man. He said, "I quite like this one, Emperor Palpatine." <laughs> I did see that
2: because <laughs> there's a lot,
3: there's, there's, there's a lot of mischievous, a Star evilness Wars in there. T-shirt right now. Look,
2: I'm wearing it as well. I love that Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, that is brilliant. I did like that one. Yeah, it Was Was there one Lokian? Who done Lokian? We had a few
3: from Lokian. So we had a, a uh, let me find them. Emperor Palpatine. Oh God, I can't, I can't find them. Oh, uh, Ty know. said that, said uh, a Lokian. We had a few people say Lokian. Lokian's good, I think. I quite like this one from Logan Roberts, but maybe it's too similar to Musa's, Musa the, the Okwankra. It's got to be Ian Who Remains.
2: <laughs> Ian Who Remains. But
3: he's not the scariest variant no. of himself. That's the thing. So I did like... Emperor Palpatine is... is, is Palpatine's good, you know. It's leading the way in a minute. Uh, we had Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. Someone just came in with Darth Righty, which I just like, <laughs> like, like no fucking around. It's just like... Just
2: like straight in, yeah, man, no, bam. Why are
3: you fucking messing with just... the variant? Who cares? <laughs> oh, Russell Hill also <laughs> said Loki. All right, we had this one from Cesar Gonzalez. I-an-a- Ian Akin. Akin, Akin,
2: right, Ian Lackin. Ian Lackin, right. Yeah, he's put everything in there.
3: Ian Akin, Yeah. <laughs> um, I like this one, though. Chris Shute Worrell says, in a nod to Ian's favorite film, mm. Right Nick McQueen.
2: <laughs> Lovely. I saw that one. I saw it.
3: I saw that one. Wolverine. Wolverine was
2: one as well. So, but like, <laughs> it's not as, as evil.
1: Yeah, as, you need an evil one.
3: Palpatine. I think Palpatine's Pal- Palpatine, Emperor Palpatine. I quite like Palpatine. I like was there Palpatine. anything else that you thought of though? No, Lo- because Loki Lokian's like- good, but Lokian's too he's also he's almost completed the arc now to to good guy. I think, or like anti hero.
2: I like um Emperor Palpatine because, <laughs> <laughs>
1: because
2: of the way um I remember the bit when he fingied window out the wind when like, and then, and then Anakin came and threw him out the window because like, like, like it was Samuel L. Jackson was getting better and then he threw him out the window and his face and everything he just turned into the evil person. I loved the fact that he was so sly. I, I loved Emperor Palpatine was so sly. I was, and when, when I was reading some of it, I was thinking, what can I come up with? But you, I needed to, because obviously I like writing in McQueen. You know, it's funny because I watched Cars 3 again the other day. <laughs> just like, you know, and the thing is I just dipped in. I just went in yeah. and it's been, it's, it was, it was halfway watched anyway. So I started watching it. I was saying, I'm so disappointed with t- t- Cars 3. I went back and watched Cars 2 and then I just thought, you know something, I That's should have standard. just left it. That's Why the don't you just leave it?
3: So maybe you could have Wrighton and McQueen is like your super good variant. who's yeah. like the hero. Hmm.
2: The hero guy, yeah, I like that. And then Emperor Palpatine is the, and the
3: one where, as all the of guy a sudden... that goes the other way. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: I watched as well again the other day. Just I know we're going deep, but um, I watched Incredibles the first one again. <laughs> What's wrong with me? My missus was away for a week. My missus and the girls were away for a week, so I was going doing football, coming in, watching kids films, and playing Formula One.
3: I saw your Instagram story about being like, I don't know what the MFD is.
2: but the missus is back now right so it's back to being a grown man again i'm going to in fact i'm going to scotland oh nice i'm going to play golf with alan shearer that'd be
3: lovely uh well shall i I let you go then i should bounce i'm gonna bounce bro let's bounce thanks for having me i'll see you soon yeah definitely have fun in scotland yeah man i'm gonna see
2: if i can play well (laughs) okay thank you very much to flo lloyd hughes always a pleasure having her on rilo rain i love you thank you very much hope everybody has a good week You know, because that's the main thing. You know, England's got another game next week against Poland. I hope Jude Bellingham plays. And you know what? The dream for me would be Patrick Bamford comes on, scores the winner in the last 10 minutes. That's what I want to happen. Hopefully it will. But anyway, stay safe, everybody, until I see you again. I miss you already. Bye.